Good afternoon to all listeners of the NDC Heartbeat Programme in the trial and state of Grenada, which includes Caracol and Pity Martinique and indeed all our dependencies. Our programme time today is from 12 through 1. Today I'm pleased to be your host and my name is Terry Forrester. Today's programme we will pay tribute to Mr. Eric Pounder, a mechanical engineer by training, who shared an interview with the Heartbeat Programme last year 15th November, regarding a very serious issue at the General Hospital pertaining to the air quality at the operating theatre. Mr. Ponder unfortunately passed away on Tuesday of last week, and therefore as a mark of respect and tribute to him, we will therefore rebroadcast that very interesting and chilling interview which I held with him last year 15th November. We would also feature a short tribute from one of his students whom we caught up with on Saturday. We will then feature recent excerpts of statements made by the President of the Grenada Union of Teachers, Mr. Marvin Andel, and the former President, Mr. Kenny James, on the refusal of the Union to accept government's recent offer and to explain part of teachers' action in this matter last year, 15th November. We will then hear from Mr. Joseph Andel as he addresses the plight of teachers and public servants relative to the struggle. As we come to the close of the program, we will feature a statement from the NDC's acting political leader, Mr. Adrian Persuader Thomas, as he points to several burning issues affecting our country. Stay tuned. That's your program. Before we commence this rebroadcast regarding Mr. Pounder, I would like to pay him special tribute for the professional services which he rendered to Grenada over the many years as a mechanical engineer. He was indeed someone who expressed passion and great interest in his work and trained several young Grenadians in his establishment in the field of air conditioning and refrigeration. Grenada has lost a great servant of professional repute and standing in his field. Here now is that interview which was held with him on 15 November 2020. I am a mechanical engineer graduated at the RIC University in Canada. I worked in Canada for a very long time. At the year 2000, 
1989, precisely, I returned back to Grenada just as for a six months assignment to air conditioning Inc. because of a lot of difficulties they was having with the St. George's University systems. And then after completing my six month task, I went, I returned to Canada and I returned back to Grenada where I established a company under the name of Canlec Engineering Grenada INC. Within that period of time, we did a lot of numerous jobs. We did over the bank and over Scotia, you name it. We did a lot of the largest projects in Grenada. We did that. We did a chill water system at Montgelou. Uh, that was to be a proposed telephone company and a call center. Well, that did not materialize. Since Ivon, they had something and it was never continued. But then thereafter, we did a lot of jobs. And I remember in the year 2015, I was approached by the General Hospital maintenance staff and they expressed the difficulties they were having with a chill water system in which has been no replaced by a company named Cool and Tech. Uh, after that, I, they asked me if I could do an assessment and give them a report to give them some guidance as to what is my, what is my take on it. I just, sorry, just to cut you a bit for the benefit of the listening audience, a chill water system is associated with air conditioning. Air conditioning, yes. Right. It's a part of an air conditioning system. Okay. It's a part of an air conditioning system, yes. But there are different type of air conditioning systems. So we, I did that and I wrote a comprehensive report and indicating to them my perspectives and what I think is happening that the system will not function based on my observation. I sent it to the Minister of Health, I sent it to the Permanent Secretary, Ms. Pauline Peters and the Ministry of Health, I sent it to Dr. Martin, I sent it to Dr. Mitchell who was then the CMO, I sent it to the Hospital Administrator, I sent it to Dr. Jargon, I sent it to the, a copy was sent to the Prime Minister, a copy was sent to Gregory Bowen, Ministry of Communication and Works, and uh, I keep on following up because then they tell me, well, the service provider is trying his effort to see if he could complete the system. And uh, when I was told that he got somebody who claimed to be a specialist, in the chill water system, a name by the name of one Trevor, they 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 hired him, and with he went and he did he did a thing he did a work with a chiller, and he told them oh he found a problem it was block crabs was blocking the pipes, so I then there was that was told to me and I with no amazement I laughed because. The pipe, the size of the pipe is six inches in diameter. The flow of the water and the temperature of the water, I cannot see how a microorganism like a crab could sustain in a, under these conditions. I say, I understand you have a problem with the operator. Yes, Mr. Ponder, but we found a problem. Crab is blocking the pipe. I said, do not insult my intelligence, and I don't believe in Santa Claus. You explain to me how the crab got into this pipe. And the pipes are all enclosed. And the pipe is all enclosed. It's a closed loop system. Oh, all right. How did the crabs get in? He firmly, firmly couldn't have answered, leave and go. But shortly thereafter, I understand that they had fired Mr. Trevor 
because I guess probably they realized he, he, to no avail, he was no help to them. They continue, the problem continue, and I keep, keep on sending reports to them. Every, the new administrator came. I sent a report to her, Ms. Carl McIntosh. She has my report. I sent it to her. Uh, she replied to my thing via email. At one point in time, she told me, well, if I could give them a, a, a quotation and a scope of work to fill the problem. I delayed on it. I could, then I, he responded to the email, and I tell her, well, okay, in order for me to give you a scope of work and, uh, and a quotation, I will have to revisit the hospital. She replied and told me, oh, well, we, I cannot allow you to come up here because the men are here working. So I just didn't worry that. Then I continued the reports. I continued sending it to bringing it to the attention of, of all the persons responsible, and also in in telling them that it is a this is a serious problem. It must be given immediate attention because there is a there is a possibility that when you pro perform surgical procedures on the D's objective subjective conditions, the likelihood is that the patients who get legenual disease, Icona, Safi, and this is why sometimes you hear the doctor say, oh, the patient, they the operation was successful, but yet the patient died. What he died from? It's obvious thing the patient could only die from his infection. And this is a serious thing. This is a thing in an operating theater, the design criteria is very critical. You cannot recycle it in an operating theater. You cannot, you have to send out 100% air out of the operating theater and bring in 100% ventilation air, and it has to go through a process. And the process is it has to go through varicell filters, charcoal filters, and then go to your filter media in your air handling system. And when you're sending it out from the operating table, it has to go through a thing called a HEPA filter. The temperature and humidity is critical. Also, the temperature and humidity is not one gloss fit all. Based on the type of operation that you're having, your temperature and humidity has to vary. In a case like in a bigger world like Canada, you will have the industrial engineer with his electronics. He will, he will be sent a, a notice of all the operation they have in the type of operation and he will set up the system to suit the operation. In the Caribbean and smaller countries, you don't, they, they, they depend upon the scrub technician to do this. This is the responsibility of the scrub technician. The scrub technician has to set up the temperature, the humidity, wet bulb, dry bulb temperature and make sure the airflow is correct. So she will have the controllers based in the operating table, so she'll set up the control and controllers to suit the type of operation. Now, we are talking about the air conditioning system. Yes. Within the, the operating theater, theater. Within the theater. The hospital where the surgeons operate. Precisely so. And when did you commence this operation, or like thereof? Yeah. When did you start the process of communicating with them? Since 2015. Since, since 2015. 2015. 2015 was my first report I sent to them. Since and you're saying that the system is still not working? No, the system is as is. From since then, it is not functioning up to now. And wow. um, it is not functioning the same way. And for that matter, it is even worse. Because 
sometime I'm, uh, during the opening of the parliament, new parliament building, I was at that opening and I met Mr. Steele and I asked him, did you receive my report? He said, yes, Mr. Pound, I received that report. But keep away from this thing. This thing is still under warranty. Okay? About a month or day after, it was brought to the attention that they had a problem with a compressor in one of the, in one of the, chill, in one of the chillers. And the service provider supplied them with a quotation to, for labor and uh, cost to replace the compressor. So, and this around the time, this did not happen long thereafter. So I am asking, if it was under, if it's still under warranty, why did the service provider had to provide you with a quotation to replace the compressor and warranty? It should have been a warranty is a warranty, whether limited or term. Why they come, why they so term? So, and then they said, well, the problem why it, it had caused the, 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 the compressor to fail is because the Grand Lake had a surge voltage. Well, I asked the question, Ground Lake had a surge voltage. These equipments are being equipped with surge, surge protectors. They are being surged with three-phase monitors and many devices to protect the system for in the case of that eventuality. So if this did not happen, what happened? Did somebody tamper with the controllers? Did somebody bypass the controllers? What happened? Why did it, why did it succumb to the surge yeah, voltage? The, mm -hmm. the surge voltage. That's the question I want to ask. So therefore, this keep on going on and going on. Then, later on, I was reliably informed that the service provider had a meeting with the hospital administrator, Ms. Carol McIntosh, and some of the maintenance staff, and informed them that he has no contract with him, and he walked off the job. Mm. No contract with him, and he walked off the job. So the job was there, then like that, with no other job for any work has proceeded thereafter. So the situation is as is now. My concern is, if it continue like this, I am not a surgeon specialist, I'm not a pathologist, but I could assume, would assume that your death rate is higher than your recovery rate at the general hospital, at the operating theater. Mr. Pounder, is this the primary reason why you are now going public with this matter? Exactly, exactly. Because as a professional engineer, we have the right. If we don't, we are as guilty as they We are sworn to an oath of legion. We cannot, we cannot cover this thing. This is something, it is against all our professional ethics if we do this. And as a result, this is why I'm going public with it. It and is similar to a medical doctor or course. even a lawyer. Of course. They have this legal responsibility. Yes, to, to, to bring the truth, bring to, the the truth, truth to, to, the, light. to light. Exactly. And this is precisely why I'm going it. I'm not going it because of, of I want a job. I don't need the job. And I tell them so from their own. I know what the problem is. The problem is, is not a complicated problem. It's a very simple problem. But because of lack of knowledge thereof, they, they, they're not seeing the problem. Well, why do you think they're not listening to a professional like you? Well, I think personally it's a perception. The professional probably is too simple or the professional probably, I don't know what they could think because they can't say the professional don't know what he's talking about. My track record is all over Grenada from St. George's School University right on. 
I was the one who rectified the, the anatomy lab in the St. George's University, which the design criteria are similar than as an operating theater. So I don't know what is the problem. They, so, the only problem. So it is five years now and going yes. that the chill water air conditioning system it's in not, the theater of the hospital is not functioning. surgeons operate yeah. is not functioning. No, it's not. And what they have done to put in shoulder injury, they install some temporary unit and recycling the same air in the operating theater. And that is a no-no. That wow. is unacceptable for a system like that. You cannot recycle the air in the operating theater. So you are saying that because <clears throat> the condition in there is not ideal mm -hmm. for carrying out such operation, mm -hmm. there's a likelihood yeah. that infections can enter into someone's womb or body during surgical operation. Of course, definitely. Yes, definitely. And this continues for over five years o and going? Over five years and going. And when this... The, when there is this, a level of madness here. Yeah. When this infection <coughs> gets into someone, he, he, you can't stop it because they already sorted up and you know, they, they, then you just find a person who will just die and then the, the surgeon specialist says, well, the operator was successful, but the patient died. What he died from? And there's no investigation There's no investigation. No. There's no investigation thereafter. No, nobody going to think. And the problem is, recently I put this same on MTV, and MTV contacted the Minister of Health, and the Minister of Health tell them, oh, well, we're in the process of upgrading the system, and it's a cold water system. Well, his terminology so far, I, I, I recommend that he do a crash course in air conditioning. Uh, it is so, it is, it is, and we upgrading the system. But what are we upgrading the system about? If a system never functions, what, what, what are you upgrading it to? Worse, a worse situation? What are you talking about over five years? Over five years, exactly, over five years. And then to create insulting engineering, the, 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 the service provider had the gumption to say, we don't have a contract with you, and we walk out and walk off the job. So how can we now remedy this situation or bring to the attention of the authorities, the Minister for Health and others? Well, the problem, the next course is you have to take this to WHO and PAHO. You have to send it to them to sensitize them as to the situation. And probably they may intervene because it's a health crisis. And especially now with the coronavirus situation, it is even worse. Because the coronavirus in which has one time taught it to it was not airborne, but it's now proven it's airborne. And if it's airborne and it is going in on these, in this entering into this unit you have that is recycling the air, it's obviously you'll be recycling the virus inside the theater. Absolutely so indeed. Absolutely. So uh, the, the only person that probably might help here is WHO and Powell. Well, I mean, certainly I would want to, first of all, send a copy of this interview to the Minister of Health and to the permanent secretary, so that they can be, their thinking can be rearranged as to how we can resolve this issue. This is about the lives of innocent people. Of course, precisely. Being put at risk. Of course, I see so. I said to them before, the poor man haven't got the luxury as those people that is involved now. Those people have all the luxury, they could charter two jets. One to bring them and one to follow them to make sure they reach safe where they're going. <laughs> The poor man doesn't can pay the ambulance if the minimum fee to bring him to the hospital sometime. But here we are investing 
close to $200 million for our airport project. Not that the resurfacing of the runway is not important, not that the upgrading of the air traffic control equipment are not important, but you're talking about lives and that, and, and that the adequate resources and the necessary thinking and common sense is not being applied. Exactly so, exactly so. In your opinion, what, what kind of cost are we talking about to remedy this problem? It's not very costly because they already, they already invested in the higher cost of the equipment by putting in the new equipment. Right. And to create an insult to injury, mm-hmm. it, from day one they should have realized that this is a, this was in a guessing problem. Guessing is because the service provider first diagnosed that it was the chillers that was bad. Mm-hmm. He replaced the chillers. Right. He thought the system did not function. Then he said, well, it's the fan coils. He changed the fan coils. And lo and behold, the system is still not functioning. So there was in a process of elimination. Mm-hmm. And guessing, what mm-hmm. is the problem? And what I, from my, from my experience, the problem is a very simple problem. But it, it, because of lack of knowledge thereof, and they, they don't have the proper people with the competence, they do not know what the problem is. So they're on a fishing expedition. Well, why do you think they're not using your services and acknowledging the report which you have given them? Well, there is... I, I am, your guess is as good as mine. I don't know why. It, it, it probably takes a, probably a rocket scientist to kind of probably come to that, to find out that. Why? What is the problem? Because I had an encounter with a new hospital administrator on several times I sent out the report. I keep following up the report. When I got the news, when I got the information that the service provider withdraw from the thing, I sent her information also, alluding her to the fact that I'm aware of this, this happened. Everything that happened, I sent her a report. I keep them up to date as to what is happening. I spoke in the early to Ms. Flurry, who was then the administrator, mm-hmm. and this lady actually shared tears wow. because she said she talked to Zora and the service provider, her, oh, I'm losing money. And, you know, and she realized they're not only losing physical people, they're losing equipment. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. surgical equipment, you cannot subject them under abnormal environment. Yep. They must be under right. the right environment, humidity, temperature, dry bulb, wet bulb temperature. Yeah. Because of the electronics, they will give false reading. Yeah, they will very, break down. They're very sensitive They're very sensitive equipment yeah. to temperature. Mm-hmm. So all this is a compound thing, comprehensive yeah. problem. That if the person isn't dead, but it's equipment will fail. So if the equipment failed, then they can't give you a proper diagnosis, so yep. you're in problem. So wow. it's a comprehensive problem they have on their hands, and that has to be properly cleaned up. This is, this is, this is mind-boggling. It is. To but me, I can't sleep sometimes when I think about that. Because I know, where I trained in Canada, this could go on for two days. Absolutely somebody would have been not. in Don jail, somebody would have to pick, would have, neck would have been off, off on a guillotine. Wow. This couldn't happen in Canada. Because we have had so many, you hear of so many instances where persons who have had operations successful and thereafter they well, pass away. The, this, the funeral agency personnel tell me this is the first time in all their life they're doing this that they ever see the performance so much autopsy on, on people. Wow. Why? 
Why are you performing so much autopsy? What is the purpose of autopsy? Not to ascertain cause of death? Yep. Well, that's baffling them. So, they're doing, they're doing autopsy. So, if for whatsoever reason the mm-hmm. Ministry of Health chose not to consider your services, um, would it be possible for them to engage maybe someone else of equal experience? Yes. Terry, there or were, are there other local Grenadian no, experts? There is none. There is none. Terry, they would not probably. And I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, that's their prerogative. What I am saying is that you have other people, professional people elsewhere. If for that matter, the manufacturer who supply equipment, you probably could reach out to them and they could help, they could assist you. Well, naturally, naturally so indeed. So I don't have a problem where they don't retain my service and I'm not interested. I, if you generally come to me for my service, my professor, I will be pro- more than happy to provide you with a service. I am not going on this, any kind of abnormal or subjective condition to provide your service. Yeah. I'm not looking at how beautiful you are or how tall or short you are. The problem is I am a, I, uh, I could say it loud, one of the most qualified person in this island of Grenada. And they know it. And they, yeah. there's no, they can't dispute it. Mm-hmm. And I don't guess what I'm doing. So, so there's no dispute whatsoever with respect to your qualification and ability Not at all. to manage, repair and handle this cold water chill system? Not at all. That is something so, I, this so something, that is not in dispute? That is not in dispute. I did that for, as I said, all in the day for the, the system in, in the, in the Montjalou, where the old kid were today. I did the um, Lasso's Hotel, I did design and delivery prior to the I-1. Uh, and I have track record, that my track record is there. It's not something I'm not guessing. Are there any personal differences between yourself and the minister, his staff, the government, etc.? Well, I don't know about that. I never had any information as to that, but I wouldn't second guess that. But I have no information as to that. Because oh. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of it as to why are we not using a grenade? Well, listen, they have, qualified they, have used my, have, they have used my service to bring the abattoir up and running. They had a similar problem. 2015, uh-huh. I wrote a report for the abattoir in Maribor. Right. I submitted to Mr. Gabriel, Winston Gabriel, a.k.a. Abuelo, who was then mm-hmm. the, 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 the CTO. Right. And he was very hesitant, reluctant in giving me, the, let me do it. He said, oh, it's not Eric's engineer, it's Palmer. Give Palmer the job. Well, lo and behold, all of them went up there and they keep whooping. And 2017, about 2.30 in my school here and I got a call from Mr. Richard McPhail. Where are you, Mr. Ponder? I said, I'm in school. Could you come to the abattoir right away? I said, what for? I couldn't go to, it was a Wednesday. I couldn't go to church. I go to Friday and I go to Friday. I see everything I give them in my report because I love writing reports. I, everything I give them in my report, nothing was done. But the only thing was done is that they take some entourage. They, put, they, they take Mr. Bowen and a few hierarchies on the agriculture and they say they're going to do a test run. They asked the prison to send a pig, the prison sent the largest pig up there. Lo and behold, everybody just had to run out and leave the pig alone there because they were so embarrassed. Wow. Then they called me. Then I got the abattoir up and running for them. So they, have my, they know my track record. What was the purpose of having the pig at the abattoir? To do a test run, they said. To do a test run. And they know the equipment they're working. I don't know what they wanted to test. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know who misled them and tell them probably it working. I had then after I went and I solved the problem, the abattoir was then up and running. So they know. 
and it is functioning okay. No, they mash it up again, it's down again, and they butcher outside, and they butcher in the back outside of the abattoir. Well, they you did. know, funny enough, I, I, I visited the abattoir about three, four weeks ago. Yeah. And um, I noticed that the, the slaughtering outside. of animals is on the outside, outside in the yeah, open yeah, air. They break it down again, and it's I forewarn the them. Air. I forewarn them of the sensitivity of these equipments they have there. And I offer my service to set up a maintenance program for them. Preventative, predictive, and, uh, and routine maintenance. I said I write up a maintenance manual, give, and I tell them, make available to me some gentlemen. I could treat them, train, train them, because these equipment need regular maintenance. They are very sensitive equipment. You have pneumatics, you have hydraulics. You see, they did not they don't know what Wow. Is it that they not interested in doing things in a professional manner or they well, just couldn't they care? never have no interest in doing nothing professional. Everything has had to be done hard hard. And then the people they will put there, the people that so the problem is that's the problem. So I have they can they cannot question my ability. Are it is any, unquestionable. Are there any other Grenadian mechanical engineers that you are aware of? No, not that I aware of. They might have the name, but I don't know about the, about the experience and the quality. So. Hmm. But I don't know that I know. Since I've been I've been back here a long while now, not yeah. that I know. Mm -hmm. Because this this particular area of mechanical is a specialized area. Yeah, it's I a agree. specialized area. Absolutely. You have me, you might have mechanical area, but they might specialize yeah. in you know hydraulic, some kind of motor thing, but not mm -hmm. this area is a specialized area. Yeah. This area is a specialized area that can, that depends a lot on other thermodynamics, functional, you have to understand the function. It's not a... It's not a so when we consider the facility out at Maribor, mm -hmm. are you saying that the slaughtering of animals, which are now taking place outside, outside, outside in the open yeah. air, and yeah. I've seen it myself, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. are you saying that such an operation should be in an enclosed, it to be a proper enclosed controlled space. room? It, it must be in an enclosed space, because by right, by hassle, the HACCP laws. You have to slaughter these things in a very enclosed, in a very clean environment. Mm -hmm. You have to go through inspection procedures by inspecting, stamping, and make sure that everything is big in order to sell it to the hotels and these places. So when you do, when you're not doing that, you're compromising yeah. your your HACCP regulations and the compromising, and the, compromising the, integrity the integrity of, of the, the meat. Of the meat. Yeah. So these things have to be checked on. And you cannot, now they put a, 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 a kettle, a um, copper with a little crack, a bottle cracker fire under it, and I, the water just jumping out of the cracker fire. It must. Hmm. There is a calculation when you put in heat in water, the quantity of water, the, the, the intensity of the heat you need that you don't overboil because you want, you're basing it on a specific temperature. And so uh, you don't walk with no get walking. This is guesswork. So this guesswork. Guesswork. Exactly. Because you don't have no equipment to test the, no. how hot the water is. Well, you don't have, any, and you don't have the knowledge to hold what yeah. what the intensity of the heat should be to bring the water to X amount of temperature, and then you have to have temperature controllers to cut talk to to when it reached to that temperature to cut that system off. And, and that hot water would be, for example, if you're slaughtering pigs in order exactly. to scrape exactly. the hair exactly. out of it. Exactly. So yes. not knowing what temperature the water is, you could be actually boiling. You could be boiling. Boiling the pig. Boiling the, pig. Boiling, yeah, the boiling the meat. Exactly. And you now have to process that for local consumption. Exactly. 
So this is a this is a chance-taking situation. Well, it is, it is, it is, it is, it is a it is a, a blindfold thing, and you know the problem about it seems the people in authority seems to just lay back and relax and take his business as usual, but it's a serious. It's not business as usual. It's serious business. Can we request of Ashri? Someone to do an evaluation. Of course, I'm a member. Of course, I'm a member of Ashri. I could easily done do it. For that matter, this week I was on the phone to them. I, I could always get it done. Because this is this is not about which party is in office or which minister is responsible for health. This is about the lives of innocent people Definitely. going for operation in our surgical theatre in the hospital. Definitely. Definitely. And anybody could end up there. Definitely. And we continue to play games with this. Well, that is that's more than games. Over five years. That is more than games. And then the problem about it, the minister said, "It is on. Um, I have it on my thing here. We tell NTV, the guy, that um, they went through the proper procure, government procurement in order to hire these, hire the, the service provider." Well, you only name one. Well, who is the, according to government, you might know more than I do. I think it's about three persons, not so? Yep. So it's only one. He can't call the other two names. Who is the other two names? And I speak to every other person in Grenada, which I know, in this and nobody knows nothing about that. <laughs> uh, the only thing I got is one guy said that they gave one um, from Viking, say they gave him a check, and then they took back the check from him, and they, so, you know, so. I haven't known one person else besides that one individual, that, that one company that was tender for it. Number one, in a job like this in Canada and in the United States, anyway, any company, any company operating legitimately, you're supposed to provide us with reference. As we have done a job like this before, your experience sure. and mm -hmm. what is your staff, your staffing experience, do you have the competent staff to do a job like that? It's not a, a healthy thing because you see him put up a pretty name on a van or put, put up some unit. That don't mean going to a garage will make nobody a motor car. You have to go, do your diligence. Do diligence. Absolutely. Establish for us that the person you're giving the job is competent enough to finish yeah. it and finish the job. Absolutely. I mean, this is not Price might not be the criteria then. This issue is not about repairing vehicles no, and you no, make no, a no. mistake and you go back and you fix it. You fix it. This no. is about people's lives. Exactly. Precisely so. That we are playing with. You're gambling with people's lives. Yeah. You know? And it's not who the person looks like or what is the status or what it is. This is nothing to do. This is nothing to do. Going to a garage will make nobody a motor car. Hmm. So you have to... We have serious problems in our society and um, I have drawn attention to it over the past two decades. Mm -hmm. We need to send our people to train. Training, of course. Training. Training, training. is fundamental. It's the most fundamental thing, training. You cannot have... You do not have this mentality, eat the food mentality and give us food because of whatever your allegiance is and whatever. This should not be the subject matter. No, the matter whether whether is whether is a job and even Lucifer the devil could do it, you'll be Lucifer. Mm. If Jesus the Christ could do it, you'll be Jesus the Christ. Hmm. Well it's not a matter what you who you what your allegiance or what you look like or what you what vehicle you drive or anything. No. This is a serious thing. You're talking about the lives of people. This is a serious thing. Wow. You know, so I don't so from know. From 2015 to so now, now 2020, mm -hmm. 
And that started before 2015, eh? I only got in involved 2015 to write a report. That job okay. was in progress before that. Wow. I only got in, I only started, got involved in 20, when they was exhausted and having problems with all the things, then I was calling. Because <laughs> why too, when I first came to Grenada, that hospital was no billing. Mm -hmm. I was the one that helped the young Cuban guy finish design it and, and do it. I did the mob. You see, and the guys will tell you, ask the hospital, I mean, they'll tell you the only system that working properly is the one in the mob. That's the one that I did. Uh -huh. So the mob also has to have good air conditioning, of course, and it has well, a yes, system. Well, yes, but it's not as critical as, critical as the operating theater, because it, you're dead already. You know, folks yeah. are dead already. Yeah. It's just a matter you have to have a cool environment. <laughs> yes. But it is not as critical as the yeah. operating theater, but it is, it is also part of the, on the same system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's not as critical as the yeah. operating theater. Because you're dead already, you don't need Well, to, definitely so indeed. You just <laughs> have to make sure that you're a little bit, you stay cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so that you yeah. don't rot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Mr. Ponga, this has been a rather enlightening discussion we have had. I honestly was not aware that this matter has been ongoing for such a very long period of time. And you're saying at present they're operating with just simple household air conditioning, air conditioning yeah, yeah. which is inappropriate in the highest order mm -hmm. for a surgical theater of course operating. Definitely. definitely but yet still we continue to do it we do it yeah. are there any final words that you'd like to share with us at well, this time my final words is that i pray god that good sense prevail yes i pray god that they do not look at this as i trying to do this or that there because they like to stigmatize and put a spin to it i have no axe to grind I have no ultimate ulterior alter, alter motive. All I'm doing, I'm doing it as a, as a concerned citizen and as a professional person, swear to an oath and a, to maintain the professional ethics and I'm maintaining the professional ethics and full stop. That's it. Very well said. Thank you very much indeed, Mr. Ponga, and uh, let's hope that we can get some traction on this matter as early as next week. Here now is the interview which was held with a student of Mr. Pounder who was totally shocked to hear of his passing last Tuesday. Well, it's another Saturday and I'm here to meet with one of Mr. Eric Pounder's students. He has been equally shocked as I was to hear of the passing of Eric Pounder, a man who has done so much for several Grenadians. And I'm catching up with one of his students who will now share with you something about Eric Ponga. Mr. Ponga was a very nice, kind-hearted type person. He, his main objective was to try to teach people about the refrigeration and AC um, industry. His teaching is mainly to, to the young people and them to, to make them aware that they have a future in the AC and refrigeration business in Grenada. And they, he also looked or viewed that he has some deficiencies in terms of um, people to have the proper knowledge on how to fix these equipments for usage in Grenada. Well, tell me something, what was the name of his 
college or institution or area of learning? What was the name of his business? His area of his area of the institution is um, Caribbean Institution for Technical Studies. Um, he he his institution is mainly designed for technical persons who can able to to learn the the AC industry to have a better appreciation and understanding and a love for the industry because it's a very lucrative industry there is all there are very few persons who in in the in the high up in the commercial refrigeration and and ac ac business so he's the one that actually could be able to tutor these persons and them to reach their high heights where they want to reach in the business of air conditioning refrigeration in specializing commercial refrigerations and ac how many uh, students, Grenadian students, would you say that he touched, you know, their lives with respect to such training? Mr. Pongda touched over 30 persons in, in the training areas between the time I was there, in different um, classes within the period of time that he taught. Um, these persons and them are all there. Um, they have been in special jobs and things like that and they are supervising certain in certain companies and things like that. Um, these persons are very good because it taught us more the, um, the the electrical sides and understanding controls and, and how control functions and operates. So in that aspect these students and them are, are have a fair knowledge of what they are about to do. Okay my friend well Thank you very much indeed. We all feel equally sad about, you know, his passing. And um, may he rest in peace. Here now are excerpts of statements made by the president of the Grenada Union of Teachers, Mr. Marvin Andel, and also the former president of the Grenada Teachers Union, Mr. Kenny James, on the refusal of the union to accept government's offer. Here now are the clips. Fellow citizens, the Grenada Union of Teachers met with the Labour Commissioner and the government's negotiating team to discuss the current industrial impasse. The government's team indicated that the current revenue collection does not give them the ability to pay the increase at this time. The duty acknowledged that there was a drop in revenue collection. However, the union retorted that the extent of the decline in revenue was significantly inflated and that the claim that the decline in revenue amassed to 50% was not accurate. The government's team gave the date on or before the end of December 2021 as a payment date. The GOT's team rejected that proposal and requested that the revenue situation be reviewed at the end of March 2021 to consider the payment on or before the end of May 2021. The Honorable Oliver Joseph, who led the government's team, indicated that the union's proposal would be taken to cabinet for consideration. The minister suggested that the union should call off its industrial action. The minister was reminded of the section dealing with dispute resolution in the agreement, which read, No part of this section shall be interpreted to mean that either party cannot be engaged in any form of industrial action for the furtherance of the cause, whether in whole or in part or in solidarity at any stage, save and except during the process of arbitration. The Union wishes to thank all its members and the general public for their tremendous support and encouragement. Meanwhile, the struggle continues. 
COVID-19 hit last year, as a country, while the region was making noise about results, we were woefully silent. Why? Because our teachers did their jobs. So the teachers of this country has proven to you, the citizens, that these things about teachers, when we take action, would negatively affect your children and your child's results. These are only fallacies. What is important is for you to understand that we are Grenadians just like you. We are parents just like you. And we want every Grenadian child to succeed. But in that success, we must be given what is justly ours. And you work with us to get that. We work the magic with your children that you, your children, and the nation is satisfied with the intellectual and educational successes. Here's what. As a young person in Grenada, you have to learn to stand up for what is right and what is justly yours. And if this is the only lesson you would learn in this process, learn it and learn it well. When it is yours, when it is right, you fight for it. You stand up for it because it is right, it is just. And once we as a country could appreciate that, we have begun an intellectual revolution to transform the minds of our people. Here now is a statement which was issued by Mr. Joseph Andel following upon the statements made by the Grenada Union of Teachers. Good afternoon, Terry, and good afternoon to all the listeners of the Habit program. It's good to be back again, and today I'd just like to share a few things with you. Now, one of the most topical things today is the plight of the teachers and other public officers as it relates to their attempt to secure what is contractually due to them, that is, the 4% increase in salaries negotiated with the government of Grenada some time ago. And what we are seeing here now is that the government is engaging in a public relations campaign to discredit the teachers and to make them look bad in the eyes of the nation and in particular the students and parents. The government is also aided and abetted in that effort by some of its surrogates. And while I do not generally like to call name, I feel compelled today to call out Senator Diali regarding a program on which he appeared some, some days ago, maligning the teachers and the efforts to secure what is theirs. Sometimes I wonder whether the gentleman is really the private sector rep in the Senate or the eighth government senator. Now the government has a legal and also a moral obligation to meet that commitment to teachers and other public officers. And also a group totally forgotten in the debate, pensioners. There are hundreds of pensioners who depend on the government pension to meet, to meet their daily needs. And we all know that as one gets older, one's health needs become more pressing, more urgent, and all of the other expenses remain the same or continue to climb. The essence here is that the workers of the country and the people at large cannot trust the word of this government. This government has a long history of deceiving and lying to the people. 
They lie about small things. They lie about big things. And just to cite a couple of examples, many years ago, the government took away the second Emancipation Day holiday for a cricket match. And the Prime Minister pledged that that would be restored. It's been well over a decade now, and that has not been done. We all know the promise of oil and gas that was made just prior to the last general election. Since then, they have either remained quiet or they have changed their tune on that. The most recent one now is that the Prime Minister is trying to, to, to claim that they are moving away from what he called fossil fuel, whatever that is. They are moving away from fossil fuel to green. That again is just another cop-out and another indication that their words cannot be trusted. The Sheldon Scott issue with the hundreds of thousands possibly of dollars that were misappropriated either for personal or party use and the promised investigation has never got off the ground. The shrimp farm investigation, again, nothing of substance has come out of that. So that is why we all have to stand in solidarity with the teachers and other public officers because they are playing a game with someone who keeps moving the goalpost. What is to say that if a new agreement is reached for the payment to be made somewhere down the road, that the government would not find some other excuse to delay it. So we have to stand in solidarity with our sisters and brothers in the public service, as well as the poor and vulnerable pensioners who are depending on that 4% increase to help meet the rising cost of living in this country. What we see here is a, a, a government that is concerned only about keeping its political base happy at the expense of the people to whom it is legally and morally obligated and contracted. We still see the government creating jobs for the boys. If you look, Terry, at the home, the home quarantine program, a number of NNP party hacks have been given contracts to manage that program. I would like to know what background do these people have in public health or public administration. We see that the government is using the COVID again to satisfy its base at the expense of the general population. When the ministers vote of office, they promise to serve without fear, favor, or ill will. We can see by the action that they are definitely serving without fear because they are afraid nobody. They do what they want regardless of what the law says. But we can definitely see the favor because when they are hiring people, there is no means for anyone outside of the NNP party structure to have access to the jobs. All of the positions are filled by people handpicked by the MPs, ministers, and the party surrogates. We see also that what one of the men making the, going back to our Senator Daly, making the most noises about teachers and so on, this is a man who is on the board of so many different statutory bodies. So I would like to encourage the goodly senator to lead by example and to forego the stipend that he gets from serving on those different boards so that that money can be diverted 
to some of our more poor and vulnerable citizens. That would be a nice gesture of goodwill on his part. The social fund is another topical issue. And while everyone, every reasonable citizen understands that we should feel a sense of obligation to take care of the less fortunate among us, we must also be mindful of the track record of this government, where state resources and resources donated by outside governments and institutions have been routinely misdirected and channeled into use in a way that only a section of the population benefits and others based on perceived political leanings are denied the benefits of the goods and services. So we are extremely skeptical about this fund and we see it as another gimmick by Dr. Mitchell and his government to try to satisfy their political base again at the expense of the working people and the population in general. Now the NDC, we, don't, we, we do not just talk about fairness and good governance. The NDC's last term in office was testament to the fact that the NDC practices what it preaches. And again, we pledge to the nation that once re-elected, we are going to treat all citizens of our country equally. There should not be first and second class Grenadians based on whether you support green or you support yellow. Our school books program showed that you can institute social programs without political spite, political favoritism, or political victimization. An NDC government will also respect the principles behind collective bargaining agreements reached between employers, in this case government, and public sector unions. There must be trust in order for that process to go forward smoothly and for there to be reasonable compromises on both sides. We have to provide a platform and we will provide a platform for meaningful and genuine citizen involvement. That is the only way we can get the best out of our people when everyone believes that he or she has a fair and a decent chance of impacting the decision-making process and of benefiting from whatever resources, goods or services that the state has to offer. Thank you for, for this opportunity and I hope that we'll be back together soon again. Wishing everyone a blessed and wonderful Sunday. Goodbye. Thank you. As we come to the close of the program, we will feature one in a series of statements which the acting political leader, Mr. Adrian Persuader Thomas, will share with the Heartbeat program. We must empower our young people. The state of Grenada belongs to all citizens, home and abroad. We must be grateful to our parents and other ancestors for the foundation they have laid and what they have left for us. We as today's children must feel obligated to do better for our children and their children. The present and the future belong to the youth and we must ensure that there is a clear pathway for them to make maximum use of this beautiful country. An equitable and prosperous country for all is their desire. The National Democratic Congress believes that empowering the young people in Grenada will give our country 
that golden opportunity to develop and grow to its full potential. Education and training and employment must be geared towards achieving this goal. We must support our youth in the planning and developing of the future. As politicians, we have a very important role to play. It is our responsibility to create the enabling environment where the young people can have a sense of hope, confidence, and self-assurance. Their social and economic security is of vital importance for youth development. At the forefront of the NDC's development program, meaningful employment is the order of the day. Permanent jobs and self-employment are the desired situation that will keep this country in motion as we strive to produce our way out of poverty and vulnerability into a developing and prosperous nation. In Grenada, the irregular temporary and short-term employment and more so underemployment have contributed to the high level of frustration and uncertainty among the youthful population and have been the subtle source of instituted poverty. The ever-increasing level of unemployment in our country must be addressed. The new norm of replacing permanent jobs with contract jobs is not always in the best interest of workers and the growth of our society. Jobs that deserve to be contracted must be properly defined. There are many jobs such as nursing, teaching, policing that are rooted and continuous and are not to be contracted. Brothers and sisters, the Imani program, the Traffic Warden Initiative, and other youth programs which this administration has invested in for the sole purpose of political mileage will be enhanced for more meaningful training and culminates in permanent employment, thereby improving the lives of our young people and furthering the development of Grenada, Caracol, and Pitimatnik. The National Democratic Congress pledges to make youth in modern-day agriculture and agribusinesses a reality. The hospitality and tourism sector must be more accommodating to our young people. Information and communication technology is the young people's domain and opportunities must be created for them to improve their skills and showcase their craft while earning a living. We must move with the flow. The national statistics show that young people constitute the majority of our population and thereby, therefore, they must be given a seat at the decision-making table. As outlined in our policy agenda, they must have a say in the formulation and implementation of public policy at the highest level. They must be regarded not as a problem to be solved, but as a resource to be utilized. They must be partnered in the construct of a new Grenada. Therefore, facilities and opportunities must be created for them to fully realize the potential and for the country to benefit from the talent, energies, and enthusiasm. Fellow Grenadians, the youth deserve best. Let us make every effort to give them the opportunities to live a decent life and to attain a reasonable livelihood. Empowering the young people will lay the foundation for developing respectable families, decent communities, 
and a progressive and prosperous nation. Thank you. Oh, your mercy never fails me all my days. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being part of the program and uh, sure look forward to having you next week again. <laughs>